David in New Mexico. David, what's on your mind, sir? Uh, yes, can you hear me? Yes, yes. sir. Yes, I'm currently calling from um, Goldstein, New Mexico. I'm about a mile underground in an underground military base. And um, it's all due to Mike's sledge. Uh, and I'll tell you, the, the noise you're hearing in the background is one of those uh, under uh, underground boring machines that's nuclear-powered, makes a lot of noise. But about a week or so ago, I actually met up with Mike Sledge, and um, he tried to essentially uh, recruit me into the Illuminati. And so we, <laughs> I pulled up to the to the place where no, this is serious. Uh, to where uh, we were supposed to meet, he pulls up in a black limousine and tells me to get inside the car. And Mike, the guy in a black suit and sunglasses and a military haircut. And they start telling me about the Illuminati. And basically, what happened is he, at one point, he pulled out a briefcase, uh, an alligator skin briefcase, and um, opened it up, and it was full of cocaine and $100 bills. And the next thing I know, uh, I have two days of missing time, and I wake up uh, about a mile underground in Dulce, New Mexico, and um, I've been recruited and it's part of my initiation. I'm, I'm working at the food court uh, at the uh, underground military base uh, making spicy bean burritos. And it's all because of Mike Fledge. And, but the reason I'm calling is to warn you about Mike Fledge. But also, I want to reveal a secret uh, that, that um, I have learned about the Illuminati. And this secret is that the Illuminati is planning on something very big, a very big event. And this event will... Uh-oh. Did they get him? Did they get him? Oh the Illuminati cut, I had to make a phone call to the CIA to cut him off. He was revealing too much. Wow. Yeah, he, he had one of those cars that, that can kill the driver on command. By the way, I've been to that underground base he's at in New Mexico, and he's eating at a, uh, at a, uh, at a, at a food stand in the middle of the underground base. It's like a mall down there. Let me tell him, 
The Phil Schneider burrito is amazing. The Phil Schneider burrito. Hello, and welcome to the Scorpio International Holding Company, LLC. Today's date is Sunday, February 25th, 2024. You are listening to RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. I am your host, Dave Scorpio. And welcome to the Free Range Open Air Insane Asylum. We call Earth. Well, guys, here we are. Here we are watching another fake moon landing. Yes, another fake moon landing. One in a long series of many fake moon landings. Uh, But this newest one was done by Intuitive Machine Company. Yes, the Intuitive Machine Company launched a lunar orbiter, lunar lander, on its a SpaceX rocket, Elon Musk, who's going to take us to Mars soon, and uh, at a NASA facility. And this whole thing is so incredibly phony. It's as phony as a $3 bill. And, of course, uh, they had some kind of uh, problem along the way uh, with uh, the landing software. So they actually did a repair on the landing software with computers remotely before the lunar lander landed. And, of course, when it landed, there was a problem. Houston, we have a problem. And it turns out that the uh, lunar lander landed sideways and so there's going to be no pictures no video no proof that this actually happened just take our word for it guys it's all real trust us and of course now all future missions to the moon are intended to be stopover points for our upcoming journey to mars with elon musk Yes, we're going to Mars with Elon Musk, guys. Uh, He's the richest man in the world, don't you know? Yes, the richest man in the world. Uh, The richest man in the world is not a banker who can just print up money whenever he wants. No, the richest man in the world is Elon Musk. Don't forget that. But he's going to take us to Mars, uh, allegedly. But, of course, at this point, we can't even land a lunar lander onto the moon but no cause for alarm and of course many of you out there listening have heard of the international jew yes the international jew a series of articles written by henry ford over a hundred years ago and our problem has been the international jew but if we go to mars We will be facing a new enemy, a new adversary, a new villain, and that will be the intergalactic Jew. The intergalactic Jew will be our new problem if we go to Mars. But don't worry, I don't think we're ever going to go to Mars for a variety of reasons. So we'll be stuck with our same old enemy, the international Jew. 
And here's something that really caught my eye about this alleged, uh, you know, moon landing, uh, is that, you know, in 1969, apparently it took only three days to get to the moon. They were able to get uh, the 250,000-mile journey to the moon done in three days. But in 2024, apparently, it takes seven days to get to the moon. This lunar lander took seven days to arrive at the moon, even though it wasn't hauling, you know, human beings or life support systems or a space capsule or a giant dune buggy inside. (laughs) You know, uh, somehow it took seven days to get to the moon with this small lunar orbiter. I found that to be very strange. Uh, someone doesn't have their figures quite right there. And think about it, to get to the moon in in uh, three days, you're going like 80,000 miles a day. 80,000 miles plus a day. And that's really uh, something else. Not really very believable. Uh, And of course, the entire moon landing program, the entire space program, has been shrouded and ensconced in fraud and dodgy, questionable events that really, you know, kind of question credibility in a lot of ways uh of course with the the moon landing that you know you've got the you know two light source shadows going in different directions and uh, a whole multitude of problems like who was holding the camera when neil armstrong first got off the uh the lander and said you know that's one small step for man one giant leap for mankind Uh, Who was holding the camera? I've never heard a good explanation for that. But, of course, my personal favorite is the dune buggy. This dune buggy is like the size of a 1969 Buick almost. And turns out it was actually too big to fit inside the door of the limb. So how does that work exactly? Uh, So many problems. And, you know dating back to the very beginning of the so-called space program. And you could say that this space program has been the longest ongoing PSYOP uh, really Americans have, have lived through in many ways. And of course, you know, it touches upon the whole alien question and life in other worlds and the idea that we need to be looking up imagining what's happening in in outer space instead of looking beneath our feet. Because the the world beneath our feet has never been explored. And as I've covered on previous shows, the idea of primary water or juvenile water being created beneath our feet uh, as part of chemical reactions going on deep inside the Earth producing a virtually limitless supply of water. Uh, That's a factor. And uh, the idea of abiotic oil, the idea that gas and oil is being created through another series of chemical reactions deep beneath the earth, 
sort of dis, disproving the idea that oil came from dinosaur bones. Petroleum. Yes. Came from dinosaur bones. Fossil fuels. Ah, yes. Quite an interesting theory there. Not much to back it up. So, we've never explored the area beneath our feet very deeply. Official uh, exploration into, you know, ultra-deep drilling ended in the 1970s, at least publicly. I'm sure that goes on on a multitude of levels secretly. But essentially all research was shut down looking into deep ore drilling of the earth in the 1970s. And it's really not been talked about much again. And despite that, you know, every culture in the world nearly has legends, myths, stories about a subterranean world, a world within a world of tunnels that exist underground and an ancient tunnel system that apparently the modern day military has tapped into and expanded greatly and uh, connected everything together worldwide using ultra fast trains and I'll tell you uh, years ago I lived in uh, San Diego an area called Point Loma, which is like uh, the very tip of the peninsula that sticks off there. And there's a, a submarine base there, the San Diego submarine base. It's a very secretive place. It's the most important sub base on the West Coast. And um, it spans quite, quite a bit of uh, distance uh, between the different facilities, the communication facilities, and the actual base. And when I was living there, I lived really about maybe 200 yards away from the gate, from the main gate of this uh, military base. And at the time, I was a young man. I didn't have a lot of money. So uh, my bed, I just put a, a futon directly on the floor. So I didn't have a bed frame or anything. I just put the futon mattress right on the floor. And that was my bed. And I can tell you, there were many times when I woke up at night lying on the floor and I could hear a train uh, going beneath me, you know, slowly getting louder and then slowly getting quieter. So something actually moving, passing by me underground. And there was always rumors of a tram system beneath that military base that connected into other bases underground. So, anyway, that's uh, a little, you know, proof, possibly, that such things really do exist. But we're supposed to be thinking about Mars and going to Mars when, um, to be honest, I don't think that'll ever happen for a variety of reasons. And I guess uh, I kind of covered the the whole uh, lunar lander thing here now. And I think I just want to shift gears briefly and talk about something else that's sort of interesting. And by the way, I am doing this uh, broadcast remote live uh, from a non-disclosed location. 
So I do apologize if there's any audio issues during this show. Uh, I just really did not want to miss another week of my show. Uh, so I'm doing a live remote edition here. So hopefully it all works out. But, you know, uh, Mer Bailey, who I called into her show last hour. She had a really good show last hour. And uh, she was uh, kind enough to actually set up a, a chat room for me and other hosts uh, on the network here. And, uh, you know, the chat room is the Scorpio IHC for International Holding Company and then LLC. So the Scorpio IHC LLC dot com. And I do enjoy the chat room. I, uh, I try to keep an eye on it. Uh, I can't always do that, but I always read through the comments and I, I, I do appreciate the people that go in there and say some insightful things and uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fun in there. And it was pretty funny. Uh, last week, somebody, uh, I'm pretty sure I know who this is, went in there and said, I'm going to expose Dave Scorpio for what he did to Ron Paul back in 2008. Uh and, I, you know, this is a guy I met. This guy was kind of obsessed on me. And, uh, but he's going to expose me for me pointing out the fact that Ron Paul is a 33rd degree Mason. And I'll tell you how I know that uh, here in a minute. But that's why uh, this guy was going to expose me. And then when I missed my show last week, some people were speculating Oh, maybe uh, Dave Scorpio uh, had a show canceled or he's uh, afraid to come on the air and deal with this. <laughs> it's kind of the fantasy world that some people live in. And um, if this individual would like to call into the show at any time, he's welcome to. We could have it out. It'll be good radio. I doubt that'll ever happen. But, uh, you know, Ron Paul is truly a 33rd degree Mason. And. You can go on YouTube, or at least he used to be able to, and there's numerous clips of Ron Paul coming out to an interview and uh, giving the host a Masonic handshake, you know, the the lion's paw grip between the second and third knuckle. Uh, There's a whole bunch of footage of him doing that, and nobody does that by accident. And he kind of has this little sly grin on his face when he's doing it. And uh, he's also admitted numerous times that his... uh, White is a, a member of the Order of the Eastern Star, which is, you know, an organization reserved for the wives of Freemasons. But, you know, I don't have anything against Ron Paul other than, you know, I think he was sort of an early version of Donald Trump, uh, sort of a, a hopium candidate for alternative people to put all their hope into and then, um, you know, get stabbed in the back at the end or have a great disappointment. And, you know, Ron Paul, I believe, only had one bill passed his entire career as a congressman. And I know that's not entirely his fault, but still, it's not that great of a record. And so um, I just briefly want to tell the story of how I came to know that Ron Paul is a 33rd degree Mason. And this sort of goes back to uh, real-life experience 
back in uh, about 2006. And, you know, during that time, my uh, father lived in Washington, D.C. So, you know, I'd go out there, visit him, you know, once or twice a year. And I'd always go uh, try to visit some of the esoteric sites, uh, the, the numerous Masonic sites that are all over Washington, D.C. I'm sure many listeners already know that the entire map of Washington, D.C. is, you know, sort of Masonically laid out, very precisely, full of symbolism and all kinds of esoteric information. So anyway, every time I'd go there, I would try to visit a few things. Oh, yes. Visiting the Masonic Temple. That's what happens. I'll tell you the story when I return. Everyone stay tuned. John, the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now I'm not talking about the bottom of the barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food
food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. International Holding Company, LLC. And I just want to finish up my story here. So I'm in Washington, D.C., and visiting my father. And one day I decide I'm going to go visit the Supreme Council of the Southern Jurisdiction of Scottish Rite Freemasonry, which is located 11 blocks from the White House, just by chance. 11 blocks from the White House. And uh, it's also, incidentally, the only place where you can receive your 33rd degree level degree. And so I go down to the, uh, the building, just intending to kind of walk around it. And, of course, the front doors are these huge sort of copper doors with, you know, snakes, giant snakes kind of wrapped around it, um, quite intimidating and Obviously, like, wow, these people are really into snakes for some reason. That's interesting. And um, so I walk around the side of the building, and the side door is wide open. And so I just figure, well, heck, the door's open. There's nothing saying don't come in. So I just walk in to the Supreme Council building of the Southern Jurisdiction of Freemasonry, Scottish Rite Freemasonry in Washington, D.C. I just walked right in the building and was basically unsupervised for maybe five minutes to sort of wander around the hallway there. 
looking at, you know, the statues. There's like a statue of Hermes there and, you know, the, the god of the underground. Uh, no cause for alarm there. And um, so after about five minutes, some guy walks up to me and goes, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, the door is open. So I walked in. I've always been interested in Freemasonry. And, uh, you know, my uh, grandfather was a 32nd degree Scottish Rite Freemason, which is true, he was, my maternal uh, grandfather. Oh, that's a good cliffhanger. Scorpio's grandfather was a Scottish Rite Freemason. Everyone stay tuned, I'll finish this up. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for Truth, Liberty, and Balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. 
here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3dbunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3dbunkers.com for more details or visit 3dbunkers.com. We don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee. We don't take our trips on LSD. We don't burn our draft cards down on Main Street. We like living right, being free. We don't make party out of loving. We like holding hands and pitching woo. We don't let our hair Like the hippies out in San Francisco do And I'm proud to be an Okie from Muskogee If we get any call On my Area 51 line, you're on the air, hello Hello, Art Yes Hi, um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of uh, time Um well, look, let's begin yeah. by finding out whether you're using this line properly or not. Uh, area 51. Yeah, um, that's right. Were you an employee or are you now? Uh, I, a former employee. Former um, employee. I, I, I was let go on a medical discharge about a week ago, and and <laughs> I, I've kind of been running a, across the country. Um, oh, man, I don't know where to start. They're, uh, they're, they're going to... Um, they'll triangulate on this position really, really soon. So um, you can't spend a lot of time on the phone. So give us t something quick. Okay. Um, um, okay. What well, what we're thinking of as as aliens are they're uh, they're they're extra dimensional beings that an earlier precursor of the um, space program made contact with. Uh, they they are not what they claim to be. Uh, they have infiltrated a lot of uh, uh, a lot of aspects of, of of the military establishment, particularly the Area 51. Uh, the, the disasters that are coming. They the, the military. I'm sorry. The, the government knows about them, and. There's a lot of safe areas in this world that they could begin moving the population to now, Art. But they're not doing. They're not doing anything. They are not. They want the major population centers wiped out, so that the, the few that are left will be more easily controllable.
discharge. <laughs> I, I started getting... Okay. Well, guys, I, I believe that was the best Art Bell call-in ever in the history of the entire show. And for those of you who may be familiar with it, the entire network dropped off and there was dead air for like two minutes uh, when this guy was cut off abruptly uh, all over the country. I, I listened to this live back in the 90s. And uh, yeah, this, uh, there was like dead air for like two minutes. Interesting call. Probably the best call ever in the history of the show. But uh, anyway, back to my experience uh, at the Supreme Council, the Southern Jurisdiction of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. So this guy says, hey, what are you doing here? And I told him, you know, hey, my, uh, my grandfather was a Scottish Rite Freemason, 32nd degree. So he goes, well, here, follow me. And we go to this room. He goes, just wait here for me for a moment. He goes, I'm just sitting there going, oh, my God, what did I get myself into now? You know? And he comes back like maybe three or four minutes later, and I, he goes, yeah, uh, your grandfather was a Freemason. I gave him the name, you know. And he goes, well, look, let me give you a tour of the building here. I was Oh, okay. okay. I apologize for the. We don't take our trips on LSD. We don't burn our draft cards down on Main Street. We like living right, being free. I'm getting too close to the truth. I was cut off abruptly. Uh, turns out the cell reception isn't that great underground. But anyway, continuing with my story. So he proceeds to give me a tour of the building. And basically, uh, we went to the ritual room where there was Hebrew writing on the wall. And this all relates to Ron Paul here in a minute. Trust me, I'm getting back to Ron Paul. And uh, there was Hebrew writing all over the wall in the ritual room. And then we went to an area where there was sort of this monument about the Civil War. 
where there's all these displays about how Freemasons on both sides of the war helped each other during the war. I found that to be very interesting. You have to wonder how far that went. And then the last room we went to, I'm just skipping some of the rooms here because for brevity's sake, but the last room we went to was the 33rd degree room. And he opened the door and the entire room was a large room full of photographs of famous 33rd degree Masons. Uh, Burl Ives was in there, you know, Michael Richards from Seinfeld, a whole bunch of, you know, famous politicians, Hollywood people, musicians. And, of course, in that room, there was a picture of Ron Paul, 33rd-degree Mason. So that's how I know that Ron Paul is actually a 33rd-degree Mason. And that's my story of how I took a tour of the Supreme Council building of the southern jurisdiction of Scottish Rite Freemasonry in Washington, D.C. And with that, I believe we have a caller who has been patiently waiting, uh, Miles in Maine. You are on the air, sir. Go ahead. Yes. Yes, Scorpio. Glad to hear you come back. And uh, it's a good thing you walked through their doors instead of the ones that the January 6th people walked through. No, no telling what might have happened. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, well, speaking of Ron Paul, you know, I just wanted to say uh, I wouldn't mind if we had 535 Ron Pauls if he only passed one bill. I mean, that that's fantastic in itself because I don't see anything that they passed that benefit me in the last couple decades. So if he's only putting out one in a lifetime, I think I'd vote for him every time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, also, what, what does this stuff mean? I mean, so he was a Freemason. Uh, I mean, does he have any other trespasses in life? He was a Freemason and he voted for one bill. But... Uh, I just don't see it. I don't understand when people say, well, you know, this guy didn't call him a Jew. Well, you know, he's an international uh, political figure. I don't think that's probably good protocol to run around like that, you know, doing that kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, these people that say, well, you know, the guy didn't say that. And he didn't deny the whole. Well, that doesn't mean anything. You know, and then you have people that so-and-so is an economic forum. Well, there probably are some people there, but let me let me ask you this. How do you find out what's going on if you want to know, if you sit out there and call them a bunch of names and everything? I mean, is, wouldn't it be better to synthesize with them to find out what's going on than to, you know, uh, you know, uh, turn them against you, to turn to turn them uh, their uh, suspicions at you? I mean, how else would you synthesize and, and get to know what the group's inner workings are if you went over there and contested everything. And yeah, sure. Everything I think it makes like a good point. Uh, so I just thought, you know, I just thought that was interesting because, man, I wish we had 535 round calls right now. We'd probably, yeah, we hello? Can you hear me, Scorpio? Because uh, really, most of the bills they pass are garbage anyway. But I, I think I think his role was sort of uh, to be a Donald Trump uh, to lead so-called truthers uh, and people who in the alternative media into a dead end, and that's exactly what he well, did. Uh, you know, he did stab the 9/11 Truth movement in the back. Well, wait a he minute. He pretended like he was a friend that, of them. 
if that was the case, then why didn't they let him? Because he was winning several of the primaries going away, or the um, you know the early on voting uh, for the, uh, the choices of the presidential candidate. Why didn't they just let him win then? Why did they go with McCain that they knew people already didn't like? Why, if Ron Paul is your man and people like him, see, I don't understand this. If this is your guy and they like, then why don't you pick him? Because he's going to do everything you're saying that he's going to do. Why would you go with a guy many people despise, like McCain? I mean, I didn't vote just because McCain got the nomination. I mean, that's the reason I did not vote in that election. Oh, yeah. Well, sure, obviously, McCain was a horrible, horrible candidate, a despicable man in every way, Songbird McCain. But, uh, you know, I, exactly. I think it's just good to look at even the guys that you might personally like are actually controlled opposition. And a 33rd degree Mason is called upon to do a great work or a great favor for the club at, at a particular time. So, okay, uh, well, that's, that's you know, I, saying, I think though. he just sort of led the movement into a dead end. Okay, but what is the favor Ron Paul did? That's what I'm saying. Because people are in these groups, how do you know they're not just monitoring them? I mean, and you're not going to get in these groups if you walk in Klaus Schwab's face and say, you know, I think you're a real ass clown, but I want to be in your organization so I can, you know, glean a little bit of info to get back to, you know, James O'Keefe. It's not going to happen. If you don't sit there and play the game, see, I've, I've never heard this type of what these people think. This guy didn't call him a Jew. Okay, so what? Did he have to? <laughs> you know? I mean... I hear this stuff, and to me, it's just it's it's interesting banter, but it has no relativity. You know what I mean? The guy's a world politician; he's not going to go down to the gutter level if he's got any sense, unless you're Biden. But that's the only point I'm trying to make. But really, right right now, I could I would love 535 Ron Pauls. Okay, well, appreciate your point of view. Uh, he <laughs> got a powerful show today, Scorpio, and I'll, I'll let you go for some people to accept. It's hard to accept that uh, Trump is controlled opposition. That's how I see the, the game being played. But I believe we have another caller, and uh, unfortunately, I cannot see the name of the caller. So, if Sam, if you could go ahead and add the caller, and we'll take the call. Go ahead, sir. You're on the air. Yeah, 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 Scorpio. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say I'm a rusty Hello? nail. You know, I used to be. You know what a rusty, rusty nail no is? I'm not hearing anyone. Used to be. Yeah. Damn, do you have another caller? Yeah. Oh, apparently not. I but, can barely uh, hear you. Yeah, I know uh, Ron Paul, uh, that's a difficult thing for some people. Hello? Miles of black ribbon on the lone highway Men turn into boys on the lone highway Rest up creeps by on the lone highway On the lone highway, on the lone 
honey on the lone highway Left me for another on the lone highway They killed Dirty Dog McGee on the lone highway Stroked a little girl's hair on the lone highway On the lone highway Okay, my apologies to everyone for the technical problems here. Uh, that's live radio for you sometimes. But I, I believe Charles is on the air. Uh, Charles, are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, okay, I, I wanted to talk about masonry. I've, I, too, have been at the Scottish Rite in Washington, D.C., and the York, York Rite, it's outside of D.C. I don't know if you visited that. It's very interesting. I had a discussion with one of the members of Scottish Rite, the official historian of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction, and years ago, this is years ago, we talked about the D.C. and the you-know-whos and, and uh, you know, how unsafe it is, you know, how D.C. used to be uh, a white, white, believe it or not, that that was... And uh, I've also been to the uh, Grand Lodge in England. The uh, I don't know if you've ever been there. The uh, on Great Queen Street, Audevili Tachi is written over. Listen, see, listen, Audi, see, and be silent. That's what it's written over the Grand, uh, the Mother Lodge in London, England. Uh, Nesta Webster uh, once wrote, I, I can't quote you uh, the where I got this from, but she was talking about her husband was a big Freemason. She was a famous writer that wrote Secret Societies and Subversive Movements. She said, the bad Masons are the ones over in Europe, not the ones in England. So according to Nesta Webster, so... Uh, in America first, did, are you familiar with that Lindbergh and uh, Henry Ford and uh, Edison were among the, were knew each other real well. They had Nature Johnson or John Burroughs, a naturalist, and Harvey Firestone. All, all of them are, I think, uh, even John Burroughs probably were Masons. I know Henry Ford was. They're so-called good Masons, so seemingly anyway. Well, yes, and they I, I certainly heard, did. Uh, the uh, chicken swingers did certainly did go after uh, uh, Lindbergh. You know, they they really persecuted him. I'll say that for him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the whole the, the whole Lindbergh baby uh, fiasco, I think, had a lot to do with his support for uh, you know Hitler and Mussolini uh, in World War Two. I right. think. That was intended to silence him because he was a, a real voice to try to keep America out of that bloodbath of a war. Uh, he did his best to try to keep us out. Uh, but um, I, I wouldn't you know, you say know that Lindbergh all Freemasons... Did you know Lindbergh took 33 and a half hours to fly from New York to Paris? You know the, you know the yes. famous Warner Brothers picture? 
they don't they don't tell you that in the Warner Brothers picture, which is a very inspiring movie, by the way. Uh, the Spirit of St. Louis. You still there? Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's very interesting, actually. Um, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. It's a 33 and a half hours. Uh, that's very interesting, but no, I, I would not paint all, you know, most Freemasons don't even know, they don't, they don't have any idea what's going on, it, it right, really they're is. they're called knife and fork Freemasons, they don't know anything, really. You yeah, know, very, and I think... Very, a lot of them are very naive, is my experience. Oh, sure, I, I totally agree. So, some uh, of them aren't, but very few that you run into in, in the Blue Lodges, I'm talking about, you know, the first three degrees... Oh, yeah. And, you know, my grandfather was a, a Freemason, and he wasn't like an evil man or a member of the Illuminati. But, I, you know, when you get into the 33rd degree, that's sort of a special degree, and it's the only degree you cannot earn. You have to be invited in. Yeah, it's an and, honorary uh, degree. It's yeah. 33rd degree in Scottish Rite. So there's, there's northern jurisdiction, too. People forget it's southern and northern. They go back to Charleston's... South Carolina in 1808. The uh, the uh, one of the ancestors of the of the uh, owners of the New York Times that uh, um, Hayes was uh, the, the uh, New York Times is owned by the uh, I can forget what their family name is now. Now that I have to. But but he he was involved in the founding of Scottish Rite in Charleston, South Northern and Southern jurisdiction. Well, that's interesting. You um, still there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, the Oaks family or Salzburger, the Salzburger family. Yeah. At, Sorry, at the, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no problem. At, at the uh, Scottish Rite. Uh, Southern Jurisdiction Center, there is a, uh, a a whole area devoted to Albert Pike, and it even has his his last uh, lot, some, a bunch of handwritten letters, and that even has the last thing that he wrote before he died, supposedly the, the scrawled on a little piece of scrap paper, right. and it was something like a sweet a death sweet embrace touches me or something like that, and then that was it, the last thing he wrote. Yeah, I've never read his other works. Uh, he's he's got a voluminous writer, but I've read a lot of morals and dogmas. And a very interesting person, like like uh, Madame Blavatsky and Alice Bailey, some of their writings. And uh, I'm not, I, I'm not. I confess, I really am not an expert on them, but they're interesting. Another, oh yeah, the- another one that I want. People to buy it's a Rosicrucian America. Here is by Stephen Sora. It's an interesting friend of mine bought me a copy of this. It's an interesting book and recently come in, came out in the last few years. The well, there's a lot of interesting uh, information. In, there's a lot of interesting did information. You know in the, was a, did you know Lincoln was supposedly a, a, a kind of one of the three leaders in his time? In, of, of the uh, Rosicrucian movement, the Swinburne Climbers Group, not the AM, AMRC, the Ancient and Mystical Order of Rosicrucians. It's another group in San Jose, California. But uh, 
But Lincoln, no, I, I did not Lincoln know that. that Can you hear me? His boss, Can you hear me? Uh, Abraham Jonas, you know, Grandmaster of Freemasonry in Illinois, was Lincoln's discoverer and. Now, are, are you able to hear me? Sir, can you, Charles, can yeah, you hear I me? I hear you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no problem, sir. No problem. Uh, uh, well, in my opinion, Lincoln was a truly evil man and probably the worst president we've ever had uh, for a variety yeah, of reasons. True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I do appreciate your call. Um, we're very close to the top of the hour. Is, is, is there a final thought you'd like to leave us with, sir? Hello? Is there a final thought you'd like to leave us with, sir? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, all, the, all the U.S. presidents are all related to each other. I'm in Jenny.com, I, I, in genealogy. They're all related to each other. They're all related to George Washington and all each American president, including our president, when they're all, they're all relatives of each other. And... Uh, I think I think they're all probably related to uh, William the Conqueror too, which is not a, not all that uncommon. But okay, we're birds. at the top of the hour, sir. Thank you for your call. And uh, next hour, I do have a guest. Steve from the UK is coming on. Very interesting guy. So everyone, stay tuned. We will be right back. Six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Can you, Bill Gates? There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central, and Wednesday at 1 Central. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth.